Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Nugget Climbing Podcast. This is Steven. And today's a little different than usual. I usually put out a normal episode every single Monday. I've been sick for the past few days, um, testing negative for COVID so far, thankfully, but I haven't been feeling well and haven't had the energy to work on this week's episode. So I decided to publish a follow-up episode with Joe today that I was planning on publishing later this week. So you guys at least have something to listen to on your commutes to work this Monday morning, and we should be back to our normal schedule starting next week. But yeah, if you guys haven't heard my episode with Joe Kinder, we did our first episode back in the fall, episode 96, I believe, after his ascent of Kinder Cakes. That was his first ascent of the first 515 in Rifle, Colorado. And in that conversation, we talked about one of his next projects that he was psyched to try called Mamma Jamma out in the Utah Hills. And for pretty much all of April this year, I linked up with Joe and climbed with him out in the Utah Hills and supported him on Mamma Jamma and ended up getting to belay him on the send and watching him send his project. So we actually recorded this follow-up on our second to last day climbing together. We recorded it at the cliff. It was a crazy, wild, windy, stormy day. You can actually hear the wind just ripping in the background. We're just like tucked into the back of this little cave trying to stay sheltered from the wind. It was super fun. We talked all about Joe's process on the route. If you guys are sport climbers, this is a really cool opportunity to hear how a 515 climber goes about projecting a hard route. So we really got into the details of that. And we also talked about a bunch of things that I learned from Joe in the past like five weeks of climbing with him. A lot of little tricks I picked up. I asked him about some of the strategies that I picked up from him. We talked about how he would have trained for the route this summer if he hadn't sent it and if he'd had to come back in the fall. We talked about his thoughts on the grade. He thinks it might be 515. That was really exciting to hear about. And we talked about his excitement and preparation to start trying his next project, which is called Big Bone, which is the Bone Tomahawk extension, which Joe thinks might be 515B. So all of that and more in this conversation. The full thing's about an hour and 20 minutes long, so pretty much a full episode. And if you want to listen to the full thing, the full version is available right now for patrons who support the show. I'm going to give you guys a free teaser so you can check it out. And if you want to learn more, I'll put links to Patreon right there in your podcast app. And I hope you enjoy. I wonder if people can hear the wind. I mean, can you hear the wind? Like with the headphones on, were you like... No, like against windy. the mic, Against the mic, it's fine. I just mean like out okay. there. I mean, honestly, that's, that's kind of cool. Like we're out here, man. We're, we're out here. We're literally <laughs> out here. Out here at the cliff. At the cliff. Doing it. Yeah. Have you done any podcasts at the cliff before? I don't think so. I think this is the first podcast yeah, from the cliff. That's sick. That's cool. Oh, I feel honored, man. <laughs> this is my house. I feel quite comfortable here. Probably more comfortable here than sitting on the couch or in your studio or your van or whatever. I love that. This is a lot more comfortable. I can I can see that. You like you you're your you are your best self out here at the cliff, I think, Joe. Uh, it's thanks, fun to man. see that, man. Yeah. Um, well, let's tell people um, how we got here, how I got here. So I was in Waco Tanks for like two months. I'm just turning my phone off of low power mode. Stop, Ozzy. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Ozzy, leave it. <laughs> so yeah, I was just in Waco for two months. Left at the 
I left there at the end of March. Wait, is that right? Uh, you did like leave ha- at the end like of the March. Mid, mid, the end of March. Yeah, mid, middle of March. I left Waco middle of March. And I had like a little more than a month before needing to be back in Washington for a friend's wedding. And I hit you up because we had talked in the fall. Yeah. And I figured like, if you needed a partner, it would be awesome experience for me to just come like, just climb with you. Just like see how you approach a project and just copy everything you do and just see how it feels and like learn as much as I can. So I got out here like March 20th and we've just been climbing out here at this cliff for the last like yep. four or five weeks. We, we've, I think we're adding it as about five weeks now. We've been out here just like bang and just mashing through these days. And I think we've had a really good frequency. We've been doing one on one off for climbing days. So we're like constantly recovered pretty much for our climbing days. And the occasional double. We've had like a couple double yeah. rest days. And they proved to, oh yeah, a couple of, yeah, double rest days for yeah. sure. Um, we did do a couple of double climbing days and those proved to be like too arduous and like we needed more rest. Yeah. I think it's a style here, man. It's just steep, relentless, just kind of like hard moves. Yeah. And I think the one-on-one off is like really good in that aspect for like having quality days and like never having to be like, oh, I'm tired <laughs> yeah. all the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to share like my experience with that because that's pretty different from how I've always yeah. done things. Like yeah. I, I don't typically just siege a project and that's what, that's like always what you do. So that, that's much. been really interesting. Um, but before that, I want to get to, um, I just want to hear about you and your experience with Mama Jamma. Cause you and I talked about Mama Jamma and our first conversation a little bit. Like we that did. was like, yeah, oh, you cool. I like asked what's next. And you're like, Mama Jamma. Yo, that's awesome, man. <laughs> like that yeah. one's, that one's next. It was that one. And maybe you had a second one. Maybe we talked about Big Bone. Big Bone probably. Well. Yeah. But yeah, so Mama Jamma, when did you find it, bolt it? And I'm, I'm also really curious we can start with that, but like sure. I, I want to hear what your status on it was before I got here, before this season. Like what what your history was it okay. with it was before this season. But um, well, before we had arrived, it was I bolted it during the pandemic, so it was like it was probably like late spring of 2020. No, it was actually like March. It was March of 2020. Uh, weird time, and this was like a place we found to be like empty, and we were like, mm. all right, morally, I feel cool coming out here. I'm okay with it. Um, me and Lindsay, we just kind of tapped in and like bolted maybe like six new climbs here. Sick. Yeah, it was like a really productive era. And um, the one that stood out the most to me was the white uh, swath of swatch of, of rock that um, had just enough holds. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's Mama Jamma. And yeah, I like basically dabbled with it uh, you know, sampled moves, kind of realized how hard it was. And uh, I think over the course of like, what, year, year and a half, um, all of my experiences with the route was like these random days. Like I could never find anyone to come out here. And anytime I could get Lindsay to come out, it'd be like, you know, just this random day. So it was always like these random moments. Was, there was no like continuity and tries. There was no like routine developed around like maybe trying to climb it or like learn how to climb it and then, you know, put that that education to work. It was basically just these, these random moments. And like, I never really had, um, you know, lined anything up until you said, yo, maybe I'd be down to climb at the, you know, at that cave you're, you're, you're all psyched on where Mama Jamma is. 
And, uh, you know, man, I'm just really glad this worked out because everything was like, in my mind, like a seamless uh, campaign, as like Seekers likes to call it, you know, a campaign of time mm. to devote into um, my project, Mamma Jamma, and for you to devote into a new level route for you. Yeah. And to kind of learn, you know, how, how, how maybe attacking a next level project works for yeah. sport climbing. Totally. It's been awesome, man. Yeah, for people listening that haven't heard me talk about it yet, <clears throat> I've been out here trying a route that you put up. Was it around in the same time frame, right? It was like yeah, during, it was. when you were bolting all those routes. It's called Joe Exotic. We think it's probably hard 14A. Joe's still the only one who's done it. Yeah. And that's been rad for me because it's been, it's the first time since like 2018 that I've put like a concerted effort into a 514. And it's also a style that I've always been so intimidated by. And like the last two, three years, I've really been trying to reinvent myself as a climber, like leaving Smith Rock, trying to learn how to climb steep shit, getting just stronger and more comfortable in that overhanging style. And, and this is like the epitome of that. And also this like super resistant 25 hard moves in a row style that I've also always struggled with regardless of the, the steepness. So is, is that what it is? Is 25 moves roughly? Maybe. It, it like depends how you break it down. To like, to like the save point like yeah. over the lift. If you count that moves. intro boulder. Cool. Cool. Yeah. If you count the intro boulder. I'll be honest, man. Like 25 moves is like perfect. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's not too long and it's not too short to just be like a mini route. You know, it's like yeah. just enough like intro climbing to like 25 moves of like hard, hard hitter. Yeah. I like that. That's been awesome. Yeah. I've learned a lot just like watching. I mean, I, I want to get into some of this stuff later, but like some of the yeah. little um, tricks just, just as far oh, as yeah. like how to be productive on a route that steep. Cause that's something that's been really different for me coming from more vertical projecting is it's just harder to get around. It's harder to like <laughs> yeah. boink. It's harder to like yeah. dog. It's harder to like brush holds. It's it's harder to like try sequences more than once in a row. Yeah. Um, and I've learned a lot just kind of observing you. But uh, back to Mama Jamma, how many days do you think you'd put into that before oh, shit. We, we came out? And like, what was your status? I on think it? I'd say... Before you and I linked up, I'd say I had maybe like 15 days that I would just have to climb on that route. And, you know, it was like, like I said, there was no real like set progression or anything like that. Everything just felt random. So it, it, what I was essentially doing was just kind of like learning and exploring and like trying to see what I could do with like what the moves were and, um, you know. It, it stuck in my mind is like, yo, this is honestly one of like the better hard projects I have on the roster. And like, it's kind of next level and it's so beautiful and it's so perfect. And, and I love like the, the um, ambiance of this cave here where it's just like a nice hang. You're kind of like on a deck and you have like <clears throat> lots of air moving around usually in springtime, like today. Yeah, people can you probably, probably hear the probably wind hear it. Blust, uh, blustery out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like I, I had 15 days, I'm just going to guess. And um, yeah, so I had like kind of all of the education for like what the route was. Like I didn't have to explore anything when you got here. I was like, okay, I know what it is. Just got to kind of rehearse it and then just start like hitting it, man. Like just start plugging away and 
try to just eliminate the hangs, the usual shit. You know, you just kind of like try to make bigger links and like fall less <laughs> and fucking adapt. And then, you know, each day is, is usually uh, there's progress each day. So it's a lot of fun, you know, mm -hmm. and you have like a lot of satisfaction walking back to the car at the end of the day, like good things have always happened. Um, and so like, yeah, I mean, I got lucky with this route, you know, I had everything done, had like all the things sorted away of like what I need to learn. And I just needed to like arrive with a devoted partner like you and like go to work with the days and with the tries and, and put in the work. Um, I was kind of questioning like my fitness. I tried to like train a bit before we linked up and we started coming here and I won't lie. I was a little nervous. Like when we first, like day one, I was like, oh fuck, I hope this is like not going to be a total fucking wash and I'm not going to just be <laughs> wasting time. And like, I'm, you know, I just wanted to be like ready enough to like at least start trying the route and train on the route itself and like kind of gain what I needed by trying the route itself. And so, yeah, I mean, things happen to be in the right place. And so progression started to happen quickly. And I was like, all right, all right, this is fun. Like nothing's sucking. Um, and I think I avoided the whole suck work period of like trying to finish a project. Like I finished the route before surpassing like the fun stage. You know, I didn't like mm. overdo it and like get bored and have to like try to finish. It was just like- It was pretty yeah, much yeah, steady yeah. progress every, almost yeah. every single session for I'm you. So thankful for that, yeah. man. <laughs> Even like when, I mean, there was like three days maybe where you fell at the last crux, yeah. but it was like quarter of a move higher. Yeah. Like split second higher, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you, you like almost got your thumb on the hold. Oh, you like right. found slightly better beta, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> nah, it's been fun, man. I'm uh, Do you want to describe the route? Sure. I'm looking at it right now, actually, <clears throat> at least like our first two bolts. Um, I mean, the breakdown is, is I can be broad or I can be kind of like specific. What's best for, for podcasting? All right, well, you get like an intro and just kind of like a whatever, like 510A jaunt to like the start of the crux. And so you kind of like cruise up some odd terrain, weird shaped holds, and then you kind of like like do a couple of steps to the left and like, I don't know, just kind of stand there on the wall with like a big handhold. You look up and you kind of prep. And then first crux is like very unique where you have like a tiny right hand and you go like two times with the left to snag like a slopey crimp. Um, right foot high, you surge to a nice like wafer potato chip crimp and you get a clip. It's like the first clip of the crux. And then it's basically your left hand drops back down. You adjust the right hand one more time and you get into this like sassy, um, kind of shallow drop knee with like pretty doo-doo ass feet. <laughs> like I don't, look, I don't look at the feet and like, you know, get happy. I'm like, fuck you feet. <laughs> and you just deal because that's what it is and that's what, that's what is available. Um, and then you cross to this beautiful pinch which is like the, one of the hardest moves for me. And it's just like this really flat um, pad and a half uh, bald pinch and like a tiny thumb. And the thumb just makes the pinch a usable hold. Otherwise, if that thumb wasn't there, it'd just be like a useless hold. And um, you basically line your body up and whip to like a triangle shaped jug. And so I'd say that that sequence on its own is like a V, like a moonboard V9. 
It looks is, super moonboardy. Yeah. It's just like blank, clean rock, totally. no extra holds. Right. What yeah. you got is what you got. There's not a lot going on, um, which is one of the things I, I love about like the whole bottom part of the route. So moonboard V9, and then you um, you have another moonboard V9 with that being uh, like the hardest move being kind of like the last maybe like two moves of that. And I'd fall there a lot. Um, right hands on like this beautiful flowstone, like white uh, plate, kind of odd shaped, kind of uneven for the fingers. Super low feet, again, doo-doo feet and um, left hands on like a super thin pinch. And you do this kind of dead point into a, an overlap um, in the ceiling. So it's kind of like an undercling. You just kind of like stab with this um, odd body position and super low feet. It's really, it's really like uncomfortable. You're not like very secure feeling. If you hit it and everything connects right, then you can get going to do like the last little bit and get out of there and start heading to the rest. And that's part one. So part one, I think, is on its own about 8C root, 14B root. And um, like I'm pretty like used to that level. I, like 14B is like a kind of go-to level of mine. So I'm like happy it's not any harder because <laughs> it'd just be a fucking real pain in the ass to get through it every time. And how much like... Is that like six bolts, that whole section? Yeah, I'd say Maybe. probably like six bolts. Like from the, from the ground, I guess. Like yeah. You get to the break where the rest is, like around yeah. bolt six or something. Probably six like or bolts. seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, then you get to this beautiful overlap, um, which is like one of my favorite parts of the climb. Like the holds are comfortable. They're big. They're deep. The feet are like just good enough. You kind of get to like climb a little more freely and like whip around. Mind you, when you're red pointing and you're kind of stressed, it's hard to like feel relaxed. So you're just kind of like, hey, 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 fucking get me into the safe knee bar. And then you can recover in this knee bar. And the knee bar is good enough. I mean, it's really happy it's there. I'm really friggin' thankful it exists because without it, it's, it it'd be a whole nother route. Um, the knee bar is good for the knee, really poor for the foot. So you're kind of shifting a lot if you're really trying to recover. Um, and I would shake there for maybe, I think like, two and a half, three minutes, I think I, I would look at in the, in the videos I take. Um, and then you leave and then you basically have another, like, I'd say eight C route um, to finish. And so at this point you're, you're more fatigued. The moves are bigger, they're more athletic. The holds are varied basically. You have like some good ones, a lot of bad ones. Um, you're a lot on your fingertips, uh, the tips of your feet, everything's like very tensiony. Um, and it's kind of like the kind of the type of climbing where you can kind of just blow out at any point. So you have to take really care um, to do the moves well and just kind of like, you know, fucking hope for the best in them. Um, I find myself kind of getting comfortable, but like knowing that I could I could fall mm. like pretty easily. Mm -hmm. So it never got easier. Everything just kind of got more. I got more accustomed to everything, really. Yeah. In the end. It's interesting. You said interesting. you said the comment about the the feet and the lower part, like "fuck you, feet." Yeah. And I I hadn't really thought about this, but I'm just realizing this isn't something I learned from you this this trip. Um, maybe not learned, like noticed and admire about you is that like I, I I sometimes have a bad attitude if I don't like a hold or a move. You know, I can like get pretty grumpy about that, or if my fingers don't fit it very well, I'm just like bitter. And you seem to just like, 
you acknowledge it, but you seem to have a good attitude. It's just like acceptance. <laughs> it cool, just man. is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, is that just because it's your root, or is perhaps? That just, well, I mean, yeah. it, it's it. I think, or that's just climbing. Yeah, definitely. That's just climbing. Like Mother Nature gives us what we get, and like, you know what? What's so beautiful about this root is Mother Nature. Like, the evolution just like formed these these shapes on the rock and like these fucking holes that are like brilliant. And I'm, I'm like so proud of them. I look at them. I'm like, I'm so glad that I'm the first person to be able to like use you holds and like piece together a fucking pathway up this wall. Like that's just so friggin' pure and amazing to me. That's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. So like, you know, I, I embrace it for what it is, you know, it's like, I can't really like, you know, get mad at it. It's just like, you know, take it take it to the chin if you don't like it what it is man <laughs> mhm mhm um i want to talk a little bit about your process when you got here and it was interesting i was kind of curious to see like how you would approach it cuz you were already familiar with the route you had i believe one hung it in the fall and you described that was like kind of a fluke try like you broke through the bottom got partway into the the eight the upper ac section not really close but then you were able to like make that long lead to the end um, and then coming back, like, I'd just be curious to hear if you had goals right away. Um, I mean, from my perspective, you were just refreshing moves, then refreshing sequences, starting to make little links, just kind of rebuilding in a pretty intuitive, like obvious way. But yeah, how, how did you, how do you think about that when you have just had six months or four months away from a route? What's the process to refresh it all? Yeah, the like the first thing that I try to do in a situation like that when I revisit a climb is to calibrate. Like I need to tune in to all the moves, tune into the details. Um, you know, like that one hang that I had on that fluke day was really good for the confidence. Um, but regardless, like I, like I said, I arrived here. I'm like, I don't know what my fitness is. Like I hope it's good enough. What were you doing before this? Dude, I was climbing at Mount Potosi. Okay. Like, like kind of hatefully. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's not my favorite cliff. Okay. It's super far from like my favorite style of climb. It's all Got it. fake pockets and just like dreadful. But I, I, I was it's climbing there. It's just that there. time of year. Yeah, it's that time of year. I was like, okay, I'm new to town in Las Vegas. Like I want to hang out with folks and I want to just like climb where <laughs> the folks are climbing. And I was really just like trying to get into it. I'm like, I, this is my backyard shit. Like this is what I got, man. Like, suck it up dude this is cool it can be cool like fake chip drilled pocket <laughs> climbing like pegboard action like what the fuck is that is that really like my life now but i i was trying my best to embrace it and like learned that climbing on that style of climbing like climbing on those style of routes like helped with this whole entire process mm. like oddly like totally different world totally different animal of, of roots leave it ozzy off good boy but for some reason, it like <laughs> translated well. And I moonboarded. I moonboarded a ton. I was okay. like really flexing on moonboard. I was flexing on um, like like strength endurance intervals, the 30-30 action, okay. which I'm like a huge fan of. Um, okay. That's like my friggin' go-to for uh, hard sport climbs. Um, it's, it's like literally my, my trick that like always seems to work. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's, and like, like I said before, you know, you go to the gym, you purchase what you need and like you kind of put it to use. And like, that's kind of essentially what I was doing. Um, but not for, for very long. I probably had like two weeks in the gym. Um, and so like that potency, dreadful climbing, uh, 
And the moon board definitely helped this. Okay, so the 3030s were just a couple weeks before we came totally. out here. And it's like and not even really enough time to like have it like, you know, become effective for yeah. like actual training. Yeah. Like two weeks of training doesn't do shit. Right. Like, you really. mixed in a couple more sessions yeah. of that. While we were like starting to climb, I was definitely like, we'd do like a day out here climbing and then I'd go to the gym and I'd like do the next day like some 30-30 action, mm -hmm. which... um I believe helped. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can feel it when it when it's like kicking in, and I, and I definitely felt it, but I didn't go hard enough. I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna stop and start focusing on the project because mm -hmm. that's what needs to be taken precedent here. Like, the gym needs to be put on hold, even though I like really want to go climb on my moonboard and like you know have that fun. But like, I really wanted to climb this freaking route. Um, so yeah, man, like the the intro days here was like calibrate learn how to do it again, um, see what I'm working with, check my strength level, kind of like evaluate everything. And then just kind of like try to um, execute the super obvious links. And so what that, what that was on this was like the second half where it's less like pissed off than the first half. The first half is like really pissed off and like just kind of aggressive. Um, and it's hard to try and it's really intense on the fingers. Conditions like, have to be good. Conditions have to be good. Everything just has to be like right. Um, so for me, like the second half, which is like a little more forgiving, like still still gnarly, but it was like, okay, try to do from like the, the knee bar area to the top. Um, and yeah, like that, I, I, I did that, I think, like over a few days and I like re would repeat it and so I was kind of like, yo, confidence is good. And that really helps with like hard red points, like mm -hmm. having confidence. Like when you have a lot of doubt and a lot of like reluctance to, to try to like feel strong or to kind of like have this mental baggage of like, yo, this is like, you know, really hard. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like taking this on, like that can be a lot sometimes. Um, and so if your confidence is up a tad or a lot or whatever, it's definitely in your, in your, favor and in your best interest to like, you know, take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so then I just started trying from the start, you know, like just seeing what I could do and really just like seeing what the fuck I could do. Like no plan if, at mm. first, just like zero plan. You just yeah. show up, warmed up, you go up your climb, you calibrate your muscles, you get everything firing and then drop the hammer, man. Like be super fucking tenacious and like see what's possible for you. Mm. Um, sometimes it's like best to just go with no plan other than to like try your ass off. Yeah. Cause you can surprise yourself. You're, yeah. You're, you, you were kind of like gathering information and then like making little plans from that. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. I'll give, um, I want to give people a little bit more like background context, to this whole, <clears throat> this whole, uh, siege, <laughs> yeah. yes. this whole chapter. Yeah. So we, Joe and I, have been climbing like three to four days a week out here, mostly day on, day off. Um, we almost always start at the climbing gym. On the days that Joe's driving from Vegas, we'll just meet at the cliff and like warm up out here. But there's not many warm-ups here. So we'd warm up at the climbing gym and then come out here. And then we had a fixed line that allowed us to access the top half of the route. So the route I was trying, the 14A, and then the thing, the project that Joe did, um, Mama Jamma, they share the final boulder problem crux and then this like 12, 512 headwall, maybe 12B, 12C, something like that. Which is like beautiful gray, yeah, uh, gray blue limestone. 
perfect. It's perfect. And it's hard. It's like really active. Yeah. Like you have to pinch these sloping weird little like ridges and stuff and it doesn't feel secure and like we climbed it every single day because we were both scared of it. it it's <laughs> it's very psychologically demanding. It's very it's very hard mentally that yeah. top head wall. Like it, it's insecure climbing and you could fall. You could fall. We all you did fall. <laughs> <laughs> Steven did fall. Luckily not from the ground, but I was trying to make a link and yeah, I felt like off the slab where I never thought I would whip, but you know, then you reassess your beta and you learn things. But yeah, so we'd come out here, jug the fixed line, climb the 12B. That was kind of like our final warm up stage. And then um, tell me about the calibration try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's like, yo, know, I've been doing this stuff for so long. I just kind of, I don't even really consider it. But um, for super high end climbing and, and high end climbers, um, I think most high-end climbers do this. And I just kind of learned it from, I guess, climbing with, with like, you know, top-end guys. I just kind of started to do what they did inevitably. You uh, basically, instead of just going balls out, like on try one, you know, like do a warm-up on something and then go balls out, try one, um, you go up the climb, like kind of bolt to bolt. And you go slowly. You do like, you know, a section, hang on some holds. Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed that teaser of my follow-up with Joe. Just to give you a taste of what else we talked about in this conversation, because we went on to talk for about another hour, if you want to listen to more. We talked about how it felt for him to send the route. We talked about how Joe makes the best use of tired days and bad conditions days at the cliff and allowing for sucky days to happen and how he works through having bad days out there on his project. We talked about his strategy for multi-season projects and a bunch of little tips that I picked up from him about brushing and filming and reviewing footage how to keep progressing after you've reached the one hang stage, how Joe would have trained for the route this summer if he hadn't sent it this time around, Joe's thoughts on the grade and appreciating climbs for more than their grade, and so much more. If you want to check all that out, the full episode's available for patrons right now who support the show. It's just $5 a month. It really helps out the Nugget Climbing Podcast. And you can cancel it anytime. No questions asked. But yeah, it really helps. There's a link right there in your podcast app. You can check it out at patreon.com slash the nugget climbing. I really do hope you sign up. It's a huge help. And I really appreciate the support. The last thing I'll mention is that if you guys want to hear more about my own climbing and my progress on the route that I was trying out there with Joe, the 14A that I was trying, I'm actually going to cover that a lot more in depth in the next recap episode. I'm going to put that out later today for patrons who support the show for $10 per month or more. I do a short recap every month to talk about my last month of climbing, how it went, what I'm working on, what I think I did well, what I could have done better, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to go into depth into my own project in the next recap. I'm planning to publish that by the time you're hearing this, so it should be available. And I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Much love to all of you. Hope you have an amazing week. And we'll see you next Monday for the next regular episode.